0: Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Finance in a Flash. I'm your host, John Motto, and today I'm joined again by Chip Heimiller. Uh, Chip, the, the pollen is starting to come out. I don't know about you, but I got a little dusting on my car yesterday. Spring is on the horizon here in beautiful North Carolina, but perhaps the most exciting part of spring is March Madness. March is here, and March Madness is also here. Um, And that's something we really enjoy here at the office. We do a a a bracket challenge all together. We have a a a trophy and prizes for the winner. It's a really good time. Last year, um, I believe Pat took home the trophy. Chip, I heard a rumor around the office was you're looking to claim the trophy this year.
1: Yeah, I'm. I tell you, I've been. I, I, I I I'm not exaggerating when I say that I've probably watched hundreds of hours of basketball this year. I mean. I've just been totally immersed in it. And, you know, I always say, well, part of that is uh, if I can win the office pool, that would be great. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like there's an awful amount of luck that's involved in that. Um, But, you know, hey, we we have a really good time with that. Um, But I'm loving the fact that we're on the kind of the, the precipice of this period of time where you know, it's, it's March madness. And, we, you know, we really love this period of time. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the pollen though. My gosh, I can't <laughs> believe it. I mean, it, it seems awful early for pollen, but, um, Hey, that's, uh, you know, it's nice to have a little variety, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'll take the pollen as long as there's some warm, warmer weather. I, I, no, that's true. I, yeah. I, I I do not like the cold. And I
1: think you're in that same boat. (laughs) Yeah. Not, not a fan at all. And it gets worse the older I get, you know, I remember being, I don't think I'm ever hot in our office. And uh, in fact, I'm always cold and uh, I get kind of made, you know, people make fun of the the little old man in his, in his office. Who's, you know, has to wear a sweater and stuff. So, uh, but anyway, I like the warm weather and I'm looking forward to, to spring. It's always an exciting time of year. And um, you know, if I could win the office pool, you know, that would be amazing. I, I haven't even, I don't even think I've, I've come in second before. Uh, I think Stephanie, we've done it for three or four years and Stephanie has won it a couple of times and then Pat won it last year. So I don't know. How, how, have you been studying up on the teams and kind of keeping it <laughs> no, I haven't
0: been at all. And, you know, last year Pat came in, I think it was his like third week here and he came and just took the trophy. Yeah. And, uh, so snatched and it away. Yeah. And uh, I know Stephanie had won it like the last, the two years before that. And so, you know, it's funny, she goes ahead and does all the research. Like she really looks into it. Um, I'm not sure if she watched any basketball games, but she'll <laughs> definitely do the research before the uh, the bracket challenge. Um, I love that. I love that everyone here wants to win that so badly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot of fun and we kind of, you know, we'll have like a little lunch together and stuff the, the first weekend, the first you know, I guess Thursday or Friday of yeah. March Madness. And, you know, we kind of use that as a, a precursor to uh, the part of the season that's not really, we haven't really talked about that, but it's also tax season, yeah. uh, which in our office is, you know, a big deal. We have, we prepare tax returns for our clients. And so um, it does, uh, you know, we we have to psych ourselves up with that a little bit, but uh, I mean, Stephanie and Aaron and Pat are all, and they're kind of on that you know, working in that area. And so, but they're, they're all kind of excited. They, I feel like they look forward to tax season, um, believe it or not. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. So Chip, kind of like we said,
0: we're here at the start of March. We're two months. We've completed two months of 2023. I cannot believe it. It's gone by um, fast. Yeah, it really has. But I thought today would be a good day to give our listeners a little bit of a
1: financial markets update. What do you say? I think that's, I think that's a good idea. I mean, people want to know, you know, what, what do the experts think? And so I don't know that I'm uh, an expert, but I definitely have opinions and um, this can provide some insight that may, may people may find comfort with that. So let's go.
0: Yeah. uh, I think this is going to be a great episode. So, um, we kind of we did a, a market update, I guess it was last year. and one of the things we talked about was inflation. And um, here we are again, uh, kind of talking about that again. So to start us off, could you talk a little bit about what the Fed has been doing to
1: to kind of combat inflation? Yeah, well, the Fed is is uh, trying their best to to moderate inflation. I think uh, Powell, who's the uh, Federal Reserve Board Chairman, uh, may be a little bit frustrated. Um, at this point, uh, but you know, inflation. Once inflation kind of enters a system, it's awful difficult to kind of immediately uh, get it out. It's going to take some time. This is a uh, a process that may span over the course of you know uh, months or and, and even years. So you know, but once once that happens, it's kind of in the system, and and it's hard to to get it out. So I mean, and if you think about it, that makes sense. I mean. With, with homes, if someone buys a home, they're not, you know, especially excited to sell it at a price that's less than what they bought it for. Right. And so, you know, that kind of happens with inflation. You have those types of dynamics. And so we have seen some reduction in inflation, I think, since, um, you know, the summer time of last year. So, you know, we have seen it moderate a little bit. I think that again, and even back then, we were talking about okay, well, how much control does the Fed have over certain uh, things that are impacting inflation, right? So, how much control does the Fed have over supply chain issues related to the pandemic? How much control does the the Fed have over you know commodity prices as a result uh, rising as a result of you know Ukraine Russian war, you know, th- not a lot. And so, some of those things we're going to continue, I think, to to see in the system. I think that, you know, over time, uh, markets adjust and, uh, you know, I think we'll see some improvements, uh, in the longer term, but, you know, at least I think this year, I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we, it was a topic that we, uh, you know, were constantly hearing about in the press and the news and, and just something that kind of sticks around for a little while.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it, you highlighted it there. We have a very global and complex economy with a lot of moving parts, and the Fed doesn't have, you know, control over a lot of those. Um, but it has taken some actions to combat um, the impact of inflation. Now, could you give our listeners a little bit of insight on what, you know, what the Fed's actions and have been, and how they have affected the economy and the market? Um, kind of focusing in on 2023
1: well i mean i'll i'll kind of rehash i mean last year in 2022 there the fed uh raised rates uh, significantly in my mind i mean there were seven rate hikes um and you know and and we were at historic lows in terms of interest rates so mortgages were you know very very low and now you know we're seeing higher interest rates on things like mortgages but we're also seeing higher interest rates on certain types of bonds as well which has been kind of nice, to be honest with you, a lot of our clients are fairly conservative. And so we've kind of, uh, you know, been able to take advantage of higher interest rates to get a little bit higher yields on, uh, you know, a portion of people's portfolio. And so I think that's, that's a positive. But, you know, I think the Fed has kind of said that, and they've taken a little bit of a moderate, and they they had raised rates several times at 50 basis points, which is one half of 1%. And the most recent meeting, they hiked rates again, but they only uh, hiked by uh, 25 basis points or a quarter of 1%. So that sends a sign to me that, okay, they're going to stall a little bit maybe and just see what happens. I mean, it takes a while for an economy to kind of adjust uh, and to slow down as a result of – Fed's monetary policy. And so, you know, what we're seeing now, and we're starting to see some signs of that, I believe, um, it's not like overwhelming. I mean, the Fed has a target inflation rate of like 2%, and uh, which is really low. And right now, I think we're seeing uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of six to 7%. So, and that's the numbers that are being uh, quoted by, uh, you know, the Fed themselves. So that's kind of what uh, where we are now. And um, Powell has kind of said, you know, hey, we're we're going to take a wait and see approach, but I'm not going to hesitate if we start seeing inflation, uh, you know, uh, in, uh, make, uh, you know, if the inflation start continues to rise, then he's not going to hesitate to raise rates again. And he's made that pretty clear. And so a lot of people who are, you know, following the Fed's actions have the expectation that we'll see another interest rate hike or Maybe two, uh, and then maybe he'll pause for a little while and and see what happens. But you know, needless to say, I think it's uh, it creates an element of uncertainty, um, in the markets, and it's and that's really what uh, the financial markets do not like uncertainty, they don't like it, doesn't like surprises, doesn't like uncertainty, and so we're seeing a lot of volatility, right um with with all
0: that being said is there anything you think investors should be doing right now is is it time to make a make a change
1: make adjustments? Uh, well, that's hard to say I mean it depends on where you know people's personal situations and where they are in generally in general, I really do not like making changes in response to a guess on the economy um I just you know historically that hasn't been a productive uh you know, way to uh, invest your money, that's not a very good strategy. To me, you know, you you need to think about your investment strategy at a time when, you know, there is no stress in the markets there, you, you're kind of, uh, you know, you're not personally experiencing stress. And 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 so you can have a clear mind to make those types of uh, assessments or have an advisor help you with that. Um, but right, right now, I'm not... You know, depending on the person, I, I'm hesitant to make any major adjustments um, as long as you're satisfied with with where you stand. Now, there uh, are some situations where it may be it may be appropriate to consider uh, a change. You know, if you have a mutual fund, maybe that's had a manager change recently, or if their their internal structure has changed in such a way that uh, increases the um, you know the, the internal cost, or if their their you know, a fund that's not very tax efficient that you kind of want to swap out for a more tax efficient fund, then then you should consider those. But that, you know, by and large, I like to keep, uh, you know, a consistent strategy and then gradually make changes over time uh, and in good times. I mean, you want to make changes when it's it's advantageous to to do so. Right. Are there any other opportunities in the market right now? Well, there's, I think there's always opportunities in the market. I think that, you know, for people who are, and, you know, we talked about this before the uh, recording this, but, you know, people who are in this accumulation mode, it's a great opportunity. I think, Um, you know, you're, I think the market is down, the S&P 500 is down like 8% in the last year from where it is right now. And so, you know, when you, whenever you get a down market, uh, take advantage of that. It's it's things are on sale. You've got a long time horizon. You know this is this is what you've been waiting for. Let's let's uh, continue in investing and even increase your savings rate. I mean now a good time to do that. And so, I think for certain segments of people, I think you know it's it's always opportunistic, and and you should take that as an. Uh, um, you know, you should you should take advantage of that when you can, for sure. But, yeah, there, there's lots of opportunities. I think there's, you know, specifically if you're looking at um, certain segments of the market, you know, you can see those by looking at certain valuation metrics and that kind of thing, you know, but by and large, you know, I think that uh, if your, your time horizon is appropriate, uh, investing in, in the market is, you know, you will see progress, you'll see uh, good results over time, as long as that time horizon is appropriate. Right.
0: And it's important to, you know, remind yourself, you know, your investment strategy should be based on your long term financial plan. I think, you know, we talk about this all the time at the office, like it all circles back to the plan.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, uh, you couldn't have said it any better. I mean, you know, your investment uh, allocation needs to be informed by your financial plan, right? If you if you uh, can't afford to take certain risk, the plan will identify that and say, and you know, then your your investment strategy is 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 easier to define because you know you you have an idea of uh, w- what the possibility of outcomes are, and that's one thing. You know, we spend a lot of time on that. I mean, before we you know, as we work with new clients, you know, you want to understand. You know, what are all the moving parts of a person's uh, financial situation? When do they need uh, cash flows? When, when, when are, what's the timing of those cash flows? And, you know, what's other things that are happening in their lives? When will they take social security? When will they um, have to start taking, uh, you know, required minimum distributions from their accounts? What about pensions? You know, you have, to me, you know, you, you really have to think through all of those factors prior to. Uh, recommending or implementing an investment strategy. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. And I, I really like having these conversations with you, Chip. And I, I like that we're recording recording this one because this is something we do almost every day. And some topics I think we've been discussing for, for I mean, I guess now inflation has been a, over a year. And you know we're we're always trying to keep our fingers on the pulse of of what's going on, and kind of listening to other podcasts, and you know reading the feds' meeting notes or whatever it may be, um, just to kind of make sure we're we're we've got our we've
1: got our hands on what's going on. Oh yeah, that's uh, you know that's such an important component because you know even though long term we're you know we are very confident in the direction things will head but you know you need to be aware of um and be able to address client fears i mean cuz sometimes you know when we talk about this optimism versus pessimism right it's 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 easy to be pessimistic and um but but really it's more productive and longer term you you see have better results when you're optimistic right and uh so you know i think i think being aware of the environment that you're operating in recognizing hey now's a great time for short term treasuries or, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever investments at the time could add a little bit of uh, value uh, to a client situation. You know, we need to be aware of those, take advantage of those when they happen and um, and really make the most of of the time frame that you're living in. That's, that's the bottom line. Yeah. And uh, Chip, is there anything else you wanted to mention to our listeners before we head out? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a couple of things, you know. We talked about this too, you know. The power of compounding is is so profound in the investment world, and you really don't want to do anything. And I know uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger talk about this a lot. Don't interrupt that process, you know. Even though there are going to be t- invariable uh, invariability of, you know, there's going to have You know, the economy is going to be soft. The markets are going to fluctuate from time to time. All of these things that are, you know, will invariably happen with time. There's going to be political um, issues. There'll be uh, global conflicts of some sort. There's all of these things that are going to happen over your investment life cycle. But don't get distracted by that. Don't interrupt the power of compounding. Recognize that there's some things that you can control and and a lot of things when it comes to the markets, you really can't control that. But just know that um, the economy is driven for profits. Mar- uh, companies are driven for you know higher stock prices, and ultimately they make adjustments. Businesses adjust, and so you know have confidence in that process. But just know there's going to be periods of time where um, there are setbacks. The other thing I'd like to point out, John, and we have spent a lot of time on this is that people who present a pessimistic outlook, they, for whatever reason, get immediate credibility. And and I think that's kind of uh, ironic because uh, people, this pessimistic view of the future has never been productive. It's never a situation that, if you're looking at long-term, has been a great um, mindset in the investment world. You know, and and it's a difference between you know blind faith uh, and and being optimistic. And and I'll say that you know does being optimistic, you know does that what does that really mean? I mean, are you is your head kind of in the sand and you're just you know um think that everything's going to be great all the time? Well, no. Optimism is simply the belief that the odds of a good outcome are in your favor over time, but you know that there are going to be setbacks along the way, and so you know, the most productive way to, and the most uh, productive investment strategy and the one that produces the best, most favorable outcomes is an optimistic uh, approach. But, you know, for whatever reason, you know, the media does not want to point out people who say, hey, I'm optimistic. And I think that long-term things are going to be, be great. There's obviously there's going to be setbacks along the way, but, you know, I, that's the cost of admission, you know, that's kind of the fee that you have to pay in order to take advantage of, you know, uh, the enormous power of compounding over time, and, uh, you know, the risk that you're taking, be rewarded for the risk that you're taking in your investment strategy. So that that's the kind of the, uh, you know, the strategy that we're trying to promote to our clients. And, you know, just to say, hey, let's tune out some of this pessimism. You know, people who are, have that Uh, you know, interject those uh, thoughts into your head, you know, you you should, they shouldn't be able to live rent free in your head with that, you know, because long-term it just is, it's not a good strategy. Pessimism just does not win um, in the investment world. So, you know, that's kind of my parting thoughts, be optimistic, tune out the noise and kind of, you know, trust the fact that You know, you've made good decisions in your life. With when it comes to investing, you save money, you spend less than you uh, than you make, and longer term, that's going to be a behavior that rewards you tremendously.
0: Wow, I I really love that last point you made. Um, I think it's easy; it's so easy to get caught up in the pessimism, you know, and not look at maybe the brighter side. Whether in a lot of different situations in life. But um, I, I really love I really love that point, I'm, and I'm I'm really glad you made it. Well, that's going to do it for us here at uh, Finance in a Flash. Um, don't worry though, folks. We will be giving everyone an update on our March Madness brackets. Um, we'll see if Chip actually can bring it home this year. I, I, I'm not sure he has thus far, but um, but but we'll see. Maybe Pat will retain it. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's sure. going to happen
1: this, this year. I'm feeling pretty good. I, I really. <laughs> i've gotten my hand on the pulse of of other conferences and things so i feel i feel pretty good so you, I, i'm not gonna it's not a guarantee you know but anything can happen <laughs> you could have a dark horse right but um let's keep let's keep the faith there
0: Yeah. okay uh, optimism remember so <laughs> so chips chips got some optimism there but we'll, we'll see and we'll make sure to update all of our listeners on that and again Thank you so much for listening. Um, We've really enjoyed this episode and we'll be back with you soon.